Hello, this is Pastor Nick Hood, pastor and senior minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ. I'm trying out a new microphone today. <clears throat> Actually, it's the same microphone, but I've just figured out that this whole time <laughs> I've been um, missing a step in the process of using the microphone. So we'll see at the conclusion of this podcast uh, if I've figured it out. Um, I've taken a little break uh, from doing the podcasting. I want to thank those of you who've hung in there. I noticed that uh, a number of people have been uh, looking at and listening to what I've been uh, doing and uh, putting out there. And uh, I want to pick it up uh, with perhaps a uh, slightly different focus. You'll be able to figure it out. But today <clears throat> I want to talk about something I've been thinking about which is, you know, I'm 67 years of, excuse me, 69 years of age. And um, in a sense, I feel like my, my circle, the circle around me is closing. I don't know if any of you can relate to where I'm going with this, but it just seems like uh, my circle of friends and family is just getting smaller and smaller. So I wrote a prayer today, and then I had, I want you to stick around to the very end of this because I had the most amazing, I think, spiritual experience uh, to happen uh, right as I was concluding writing this podcast. So let me begin with my prayer. Here we go. Lord, I physically feel good. I've heard people I grew up with talking about how they ache and feel the signs of growing older. Knees and hips requiring replacement, eyes growing dim, fingers, hands, and wrists throbbing with the telltale indicators of arthritis, heart problems, brain problems, liver and stomach problems, and more. And in a relative sense, I've never imagined what my life would be like and what my body would feel like at 69, but I feel good. I have no aches. I have no pains. Amazing thing happened to me in the ninth grade. I played uh, football at Lutheran West High School in Detroit on their junior varsity team. I was a quarterback, and I've never been hit so much in my life. Um, and uh, But the next year, I transferred to Cass Tech, and I transferred there uh, really to go into their music department. I played trombone. Uh, and Harold Arnaldi, the director of the uh, music department, told me that uh, I could not play football. He said, your mouth to me is precious. He said, really more exactly, don't you know your mouth to me is precious? He said, I cannot afford for anybody to hit you in your mouth. He said, I only have five other people in this school who could play a trombone at the level that I'm looking for. And he said, essentially, he didn't say you're barely good enough to be the sixth person, but I think that's what he meant. Uh, he said, you are my sixth person. I need six trombone players. And uh, he said, I can't afford for somebody to hit you in your mouth. He says, stick with me. He said, I'll take you all over the country. I'll take you to Europe. Uh, he said, but today, young man, you will decide what you will play, but it will not be both. And, you know, I had no idea, one, how much I would love classical music, two, how much I would love the trombone, but three, I had no idea that that one decision to stop playing football and to start playing music probably has saved my life years 
uh, in terms of the physical wear and tear that happens to people who play football. And so uh, at 69, I watch what I eat. And in my own way, I try to keep to an exercise routine, which is moderate, but also progressive. As even at this stage of life, I try to increase the resistance. All that being said, there are some things that remind me that my circle is getting smaller. Gradually but progressively, friend and family that I've grown to rely upon for wisdom, counsel, and basic friendships are starting to die at a faster clip. With each death, each degradation of a person's functionality, I'm reminded that the circle is drawing closer. And what I mean by this is that I have not found a way to replace those who were close to me who have died. Let me give you one example. When he was alive, I would call my father, or sometimes he would call me. We'd start around five in the morning, almost every day. I would call him as I was going into and leaving meetings, and often in the evening. He died a few years ago, and I have not found anyone to fill the void. Do not get me wrong, I do have a brother left, Steve, and a small group of friends that I talk with, but none of them have filled the void that my dad has left. This weekend, Steve went out of town, and I did not want to bother him. It was his vacation, and I knew he was having a great time. Uh, he and I talked a couple times, but this morning, Sunday morning, as I drove to church, I did not want to bother Steve. And as I drove to church, I did not want to bother any of my other friends. I do have a few others. So I drove in silence. My normal Sunday morning drive to church would have me share the sermon outline with Steve and get his reaction. This was usually about 7 in the morning. Today we had a guest minister. So I had no sermon to discuss, but the ride was lonely and eerie in reminding me that my circle is drawing close. I began to ask myself, who will I call on Sunday mornings if Steve dies before me? What a creepy thought. So Lord, I offer this prayer. Thank you for the friendships and relationships that have gotten me this far. I thank you for the people I can talk with and listen to. As my circle grows closer, bless me with new friends and younger friends, and I pray that you might direct me in a path that is wholesome, fruitful, and fun, even when the road is uncharted and covered with potholes, pitfalls, and the unexplainable. In Jesus' name I pray. So that, my friends, is where I thought the story ended. Me sharing with you my pitiful little story about growing older, and seeing my friends and family die and wondering who will fill the void along the way because my circle literally is getting closer. And as I was typing out this podcast, what I do is I'll tell you a little secret. Everything I do in a podcast starts as a blog. It's on wordpress.com. You can see it. It's in my name, uh, Nicholas Hood III Ministries at wordpress.com. And so as I was wrapping up this blog, literally feeling pitiful for myself, I, I saw that I received a text message. My phone started buzzing. The little white banner at the top came up. I didn't know who it was, but I thought it was important, so I stopped. I stopped writing before I finished this blog, before I wrote the prayer. And I picked up the phone. 
I scrolled to the text messages, I opened up the text messages, and I saw that there was a text message from a friend of mine in Atlanta, Walter Young, Dr. Walter Young. Walter's a dentist. Some people would say he was one of the dentists of the Civil Rights Movement. His older brother, Andrew, is only two years older than Walt, but Andrew is the last living person who was in the original inner circle to Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., they lived back-to-back back, uh, in Atlanta. When I, when I say back-to-back, back, that sounds like, you know, not like a Detroit back-to-back back where you could just jump a fence and go to somebody's house. But, you know, they look like, I think they've got about a football field of acreage in between their two houses, their two backyards. And it's very touching to me that these brothers have been close uh, all of these years. You may not know this, but when I was a little boy, my father was a role model and mentor to them. Uh, Walter was on a track, you know, to go to college and become a dentist, uh, like his father, Andrew Young Sr. Uh, Andrew Young, the one who's famous, who you know about, uh, didn't know what he wanted to do. You know, he was uh, barely getting out of Howard University. He was on the swim team. Uh, according to him, if you ask him, he'll tell you he spent a lot of that time at Howard partying and so forth. But today I'm not talking about Andrew. I'm talking about Walt. But uh, my mother was 19 when we got married, when she married my father, excuse me. My dad was 27. Uh, the church in New Orleans where Walter and Andrew's parents attended, and thus Andrew and Walt also attended, was the Central Congregational Church. And they had called my dad at 27 years of age to come down to New Orleans to be the pastor. And um, the parsonage was not ready. So because the parsonage was not ready, it, it was being renovated, my dad and my mom live at the home of Walter and Andrew and their parents. Uh, the parents of Walter and Andrew, Daisy Fuller Young and Andrew Young Sr., uh, became my godparents. Uh, two years later, so when my mother was, uh, she got married in 1920, when she was 21, she had me in 1951. Andrew, um, at that time, was just coming out of um, Howard and trying to figure out his career. One day I'll tell you the story about how he chose to be a minister. My father played a uh, central role in it in his decision. If you want to, you can fast forward to my version of the story by reading uh, Andrew's book called An Easy Burden, uh, but uh, where he talks about his relationship with my father. But according to Andrew and Walt, when I was a little boy, I mean, and we're talking about real little, an infant, they said I look so nice and soft that they wanted to toughen me up because I was a male. And uh, they would take me from my mother's arms and throw me back and forth uh, and catch me uh, to the horror of my mother. My mother, you know, thought they were crazy and uh, she didn't know what to do with that. And so um, this is where I start with Walt Young and Andrew. And uh, we've been friends all through the years. Uh, but today, I get a text from Walt, and Walt texts me 
simply it just said Philippians 4 19. Now I know the book of Philippians really well. I really like the fourth chapter of Philippians. But I said, let me stop what I'm doing and read what is so doggone important to Walt Young uh, that he should text me today. All he said was Philippians 4.19. So I read it. And when I, once I read it, I realized, I said, I think God is speaking through Walt today. Philippians 4.19 is near the end of the book of Philippians where the Apostle Paul says, and he said, let me paint the picture. Paul is talking to the church at Philippi, which he, he founded. Paul is in a Roman jail. Some people say under house arrest. Some people think it was much more severe than house arrest. He's awaiting his trial, and he knows that he's probably going to be executed for his faith. And the church at Philippi has written him a letter, and they want him to know that they love him. They care for him. They are praying for him. And so the book of Philippians is Paul's way of writing back to the church at Philippi. And this verse, the 19th verse in the fourth chapter, is so powerful. And I said, I think God is speaking through Walt Young to me today. Listen to what it says. And my God will fully satisfy every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Let me say it again. And my God will fully satisfy every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And I could have slapped myself on the head to say, you know, I think Walt Young is speaking to me today because I'm feeling sorry for myself. I'm feeling pitiful. I'm feeling like I'm boxed in, uh, boxed in because of a life of faith and devotion to Jesus Christ, boxed in. Uh, I have nowhere to go. My friends are dying. My brother is gone. I said, who can I talk to and share the kinds of things that I'm really thinking about? And Walt, right at that moment when I'm being most pitiful, sends me this text that reads, and my God will fully satisfy every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And to me, I think that's Walt's way of saying God will take care of you, Nick. Don't worry about who your friends are. I haven't even had a chance to tell Walt I was thinking about. Actually, I called him today uh, afterwards, uh, but Walt sounded like he was tied up. You know, Walt has a swimming pool behind his house. I, it, I, if I didn't know better, I said, I think Walt is out there having a little party by his swimming pool. I said, but he sure sent me a Bible verse I needed to hear when I needed to hear it. And uh, so that's the word that I want to share with you, because, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think that God has my entire life satisfied every need that I've had. God has been with me through death. God has been with me through sickness. God has been with me when I didn't know what I was doing, where I was going or what was coming next. But somehow the Lord has made a way out of no way for me. And I thank Jesus for that. And so uh, I think that the angels were talking to Walt today because Walt doesn't call me all the time. He doesn't text me all the time. Now, I text him every day with a Bible verse that I send out to every member of my church who's been willing to give me their phone number. Uh, I send out a text and to about 100 other people who are not members of the church, but they're friends of mine. And so I like doing that. And Walt is part of the out-of-town group that gets the text Bible verse from me. 
But today, when he texts me back, Philippians 4.19, and my God will fully satisfy every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. It was a reminder to me that God is still speaking, that God is still blessing us, that God will fully satisfy not only Nick Hood's need and needs, but God will satisfy yours as well. So this is Pastor Nick Hood sharing my little good news with you today. If I were preaching tomorrow, I would preach on this verse. My God will fully satisfy every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I don't know if this will stick with me all the way to Sunday, but the way I feel right now, I just feel like I've got a lot of good news to share. And I just am so grateful to share the good news with you uh, listening to this podcast. Tell me what you think about the audio quality. I, I was missing a patch cord. Uh, didn't realize how important that patch cord is uh, to this transmission. Uh, but uh, let me know what you think about it. And I want you to know I'm praying for you. I want you to pray for me. And... Uh, from time to time, I may call you if I know you and think I know you well enough. I may call you because as I began today, my circle is growing closer. It's getting closer every day. And I don't know where to turn other than my friends. So God bless you. God keep you. Remember, I am praying for you. God bless.